When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Derek here. Just to let you know that today's episode includes one or two swear words. So if you're listening with smallies, might be good to cover their ears or listen later when they're not around. From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Motherfuck Lore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words and words from Ireland. I'm Dark O'Shea. And I'm currently fanboying a little, but uh, I'm Padre O'Quaivonic. Hey, Kipadre, how are you getting on? Yeah, great, absolutely fantastic. What a brilliant episode we have lined up. Isn't just, Headstuff has so many great shows, and I think one of the, without, without playing favourites and being a bad dad, one of the ones that means, is especially meaningful to Personality me. Personality to bingo with Tom Warren. <laughs> one of the, without being... Uh, Double Love, the Sweet Valley podcast. Without getting into a... In the so- shower with Taz and Marcus? Sophie's Joy situation? No. <laughs> the one that I was first on that I found is just wonderful is Juvenalia. Ah, uh, listen, Juvenalia is my favourite Headstuff podcast, and I, and I mean that. I'm looking you dead in the eye. And saying your podcast compared to Juvenalia is garbage. You'd spit it out. You'd scrape your <laughs> tongue after spitting it out. The, it comes. It tastes better as vomit afterwards than taking it in. You hate. I, I love Juvenalia. Ju- now listen, I love your podcast. Love your work, Derek. Love your work. But Juvenalia is a really special podcast. It's wonderful. It's on my bucket list to be on Juvenalia. I know this isn't really me being on Juvenalia, but it absolutely counts. I'm ticking it off the list. I am. It's funny. It's funny you mention all these things, Patter, because we're joined today with two of the Juvenalia team, Alan Tannum and Alan McGuire. Hello. Hello. He's going. Keep keep doing that. Yeah. That was nice. We can do as much as that if you want. For those of you who haven't heard Juvenile yet, it's kind of like a Millennium Desert Island Discs where Alan, Alan and Sarah, when she's available as well, invite on a different interesting person each week and they talk about a piece of pop culture that was very important to them when they were growing up. And they use that as a basis to for the conversation to drift very naturally, very organically into other topics that are very interesting to them. Political points, social points, uh, issues, and that touched onto the interesting things they do. You, you don't, don't, don't be modest. Though. Yours was a pretty good episode. Terminator Two, wasn't it? It was indeed. I spoke about Terminator Two because the Terminator is a West Brit. <laughs> I've never seen Terminator. Any oh. of them? Mm-hmm. Okay, you should. They're good. The well, we also talked a lot about um, up, up translation point, on that one as well. Good. That's right. The fact that good. the two different Terminator robots in that, um, the way they use language is different, and it reflects on how language is learned and how that it becomes a part of the process of becoming human. However, the Westbred aspect comes down to the fact that the relationship between the John Connor and the Terminator didn't didn't lead to a greater understanding of machines. The machines still had to die in the end to save the humans. Oh my God, Derek. <laughs> I can't believe we just went full ra. You never <laughs> full ra. <laughs> you don't go full ra. No, I know. Well, 
uh, as we all know, one of the greatest double meanings in Irish, and is and that "ra" means the United Kingdom. There we go. I, did, I, I that's new to me. Richt Einteha. Ah, okay. Yeah, R A. So yeah, take put that in your pipe and smoke it. I'm gonna take in <laughs> as much info as I can on this episode and just learn yeah. a load of stuff. Yeah. So oh, we're good at useless stuff. Yeah, oh, we're good at useless trivia. Yeah, when, I uh, love. It's not useless if it's interesting. No. I think. I mean, it's not going to like fucking get. Oh, I have to stop swearing. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I'll, You're grand. I'll, You're okay. grand. We, you don't have to stop swearing. Yeah, we we bleep. Wanna... Dara does a nice little warning for all the. Apparently, apparently four year old kids listen to the Irish Four podcasts, motherfucker. Hi. <laughs> I don't know, because he puts a warning like, listen, if you have any well, smallies be, listening in. In fairness, a father did write in to me explaining that his son, who was maybe 11 or 12, was struggling with Irish in school, but when they were going on drives together, they'd have the podcast on, that he's really so enjoying cute. it. Oh. But then, then he said, Daddy, what's a fuckboy? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look yeah. in the mirror, son. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, your son's probably lovely. We had great crack yeah. actually trying to come up with an Irish translation for a fuckboy. And I ran a poll, and but the, I think the most popular option, and there were a few, was fuck fuck. Yeah, fuck fuck, fuck fuck, cut on. But then, anywho, but the one of the reasons I, well, I've a lot of people who've been interested in the Irish Four and the Motherfucker podcast and the book, they found that maybe finding some of these interesting words like fuck fuck mm. has given them maybe a taste of wanting to go a little bit further. And one of the ways they've done that is by downloading Duolingo into their phones and using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, I've been trying to maybe get. Some people, maybe from the Head Stuff Broad Network, or people who would be interesting to talk to, to both download Duolingo and to tell me about their experiences of it. And Alan and Alan happily agreed to my crazy social experiment. Delighted to. Yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Looking for an excuse, basically, since I started yeah. following the Irish for. Oh, yes, yeah, I mean, like, really, I definitely really get back into this. <laughs> yeah. Reignited my love for Irish. Um, like, in the how many years has it been going now? I started in 2015. That's wild. Mm. Yeah, no, I remember it was so exciting and I, it just makes me happy. It's, it's one of my favourite accounts. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do you find with the polls that if they, you get annoyed at the ones people pick sometimes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> You're like, wrong. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, you know, you put a little bit of effort into one of them. You think that this is a fairly obscure joke. No one's going to get it. And it's it's great sometimes when somebody says, I got that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Particularly with Star Breen. <laughs> no one's going to get that, but I get it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, particularly, I think that um, some of the ones like I was coming up with an Irish word for spice bag. And I think people did just go with Mollus Bussery, which is, um, you know, a spice bag. A spice yeah. bag. And I think I had come up with Bia Ahaclea. That's so good. I think <laughs> I think you can be too clever. That's the problem. Like I, you know, I think it sails bag. over people's heads sometimes because yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, it's a spice bag," whereas <laughs> you're just there with this like magical translation, and they're like, "No." Well, that's the thing. Like, people always com- like complain that like, "Oh, Irish just keeps on like literally translating English words into Irish for new words," mm-hmm. and then you give them an option of something clever and different. They're like, they're like "No, I'll no, take the spice bag." We want the one that literally means spice bag. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people who 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 go to that fallback say our Irish keeps translating like English words into Irish. Don't know where these English words come from. They think mm-hmm. all these words. I genuinely had somebody say to me on Twitter, "Irish is a stupid language. You don't even have a word for latte." <laughs> Stop the oh, lies. Stop stealing English words like the, pizza and cappuccino. Yeah. <laughs> the pain Grande in your brain. And like, all those. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, that's the thing because even even just this very morning, people said, "Look, oh, can Irish not come up with some slightly better words?" And I think that if you take a word like koala, which is 
which is koala in Irish, C, O father, A father, L A. You got two fathers in a row. That's gorgeous. Yeah. But if if you said, no, we're going to go clever. We're going to say giant Australian tailless squirrel. Mm. And then someone says that, like, well, no one knows what you mean. Particularly, no. I mean, if there has to, it has to refer to something, particularly if, I'd say if we were invaded by like uh, 10,000 koalas. Yeah. And then It would take too long to say it would sort of, yeah. We might eventually start if they were if they were such an unavoidable part of <laughs> Irish life. We would come up with new words. Some if, if effectively the Irish economy collapsed because our agriculture sector was destroyed by koalas, by koalas. roaming the bogs and yeah. but like, eating I, I, all the turf, eating all the turf. By the time you manage to scream out, ah, arable more Australach era or arable era war Australach or I don't know what order the words you're dead. Yeah, yeah. koalas have got you. Sheer it's volume. Poor strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they haven't got the eucalyptus to calm them down, they get vicious. Yeah. yeah. I guess Aquas because. are it's... mental. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. bananas animals. Once uh, a friend of mine was in Australia. A lot of them have chlamydia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A friend of what mine. What a way to get it. Like. It's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> you get I was like, oh, no, no, no. I don't have an STI. I was attacked by 10,000 koalas. <laughs> Wink. A, a mate of mine was in the year out in Australia, and he and one day he went to this uh, part of the, I guess, a part of Australia where there was koalas and they could hold them. And, and he was holding the koalas. And the, the guy who gave the koalas said, just be careful with that koala, mate. And he was holding him, and the koala, the koala's are slid into his finger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. And then the koala smiled at him. <laughs> That's quite coercive. Well, I mean, like, wouldn't you part. smile? <laughs> I wouldn't know where to look. No. Very uncomfortable. But I don't think everyone. Irish has like a responsibility to come up with words for things that aren't like naturally found in Ireland. Like all mm. natural Irish mammals and stuff, we have in unique words yeah, for yeah. all of those. But yeah. a is a thing that doesn't live here. No. So you take yeah. the word that it's called where it is. Yeah. Same way we didn't invent fajitas, so we just call them fajitas. Exactly. I don't know if there's an Irish for fajitas, but. Uh, not, for, not for fajitas, um, but we do have an Irish for burrito. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is oseline. Because burrito, <gasps> bur- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's so cute. Burrito is is the diminutive of burro, yeah. which is donkey. Mm-hmm. So, so Asselviog or uh, Asseline. So that's so lovely. That's, that's nice. such a nice, um, to, like a nod to the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we should start skipping English entirely and just start translating stuff from the lat what the English means back in Latin and Greek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. skip but English. To be honest, that's how skip you do. English. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you do a lot of the the translations. Mm-hmm. You just go right back to the the basic. What are the morphemes that make up this word? Mm-hmm. Where do they come from? And how do we transliterate those into Irish? And and there we go. Like, I used to hate words like hospital and and you know um, hospital and telephone. And, yeah, and things like that, and I thought, oh, but we've got such wonderful words. We have Oherlin and we have we have we have uh, Gohan, mm-hmm. and then I realised that actually those words are actually quite anti-intellectual because Uspidale is taking the root word, not yes. not the English word mm-hmm. hospital, but the the root word where it comes from, and and likewise with telephone, tele mm-hmm. meaning far and mm-hmm. phone meaning uh, voice, I think, or sound. I yeah. think it is phone voice because yeah, like homophone yeah. and all those. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's so it's far voice te- telephone mm-hmm. and taking those and, and translating them. Whereas Orlin just means like building with patience in it, and yeah. Gohan means um, speaker box. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of anti intellectual. Yeah. It's kind of like just. We have the capacity to, to, to have true, faithful translations, mm-hmm. so we should mm-hmm. stick with that. Sometimes you get back talk from people who say, oh, just giving it a, a Gaelic-y kind of uh, spelling is just like a cop-out. But if you take a word like chimpanzee, I know this says a few times, if you had users spell it as you do in English with CH, then you can't shave it in Irish. Yeah. And you can't use it in Irish sentence. So sticking in an S with, with, with that sound, 
and it means that when you're talking about two chimpanzees, you know, bird chimpanzee or mo chimpanzee, uh, then you're actually able to uh, do that. Would you agree? I would. Yeah, mo chimpanzee. Mo chimpanzee. Yeah, it's a dream to one day be able to use that sentence. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to own any chimpanzee. They're very close to us genetically, and I would feel like uncomfortable. Adopt one. What? I to adopt one. Adopt one, like I didn't get a letter and a certificate in the post, and be like, "This is Barry, your chimp." From the chimp, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and Barry writes your letters. You're not yeah. my real dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose, like, do you think as well? Not to bring up colonialism, but um, I'm going to bring it up. Yes. Uh, what do you think that if the English hadn't you know, done what they did and sort of changed the path of Irish in this country. Would there be more words that don't sound like English? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, the way there's a, there's a certain point where a lot of Irish words are kind of, there was a point where it stopped, if you get me, because of it, like there wasn't as much of an evolution. Do you think there would be, it would be different now? Would there be different words that wouldn't be as, I actually, I actually think it would be the other way around. I really? think there would be far more words that would sound a lot like English yeah. because Irish would have developed full steam ahead. It would have ploughed on full steam ahead. Mm. So you look at all these words in English and there are words in Flemish and words in Dutch and words in French and words yeah. in German that are a little bit like them because they all come from the same roots. <clears throat> Whereas what we had instead is we had a complete break. The penal laws, Irish language is not allowed to be spoken. It was mm -hmm. spoken in secret. And then when it was revived by Conor Naguelga from the 1870s, 1880s on, what they did was they pedestalized the language of the farmers and the fishermen. So like there was an Irish language dictionary in the 12th century that had the concept of magnet in it like it was so wow. it was it was a language of science it was mm -hmm. a language of the arts it was a language of literature and then we sort of we we die, we regressed almost uh, linguistically as a nation yeah. and when uh, Douglas Tahita Douglas Hyde and Cundra Naguelga were trying to reinvigorate the Irish language they went out to the last pockets where it was still spoken and they were which all were, rural areas. they were all dirt yeah. poor farmers mm -hmm. like you know what I mean because that's that's the bit that the Brits left us yeah, you yeah know, there, there would have been complicated legal concepts in old Irish like things like acnes and that you know there's there's things that are they're legal but permissible to stop a different crime like, is that like say, Brown laws and stuff yeah. kind of like that yeah. yeah and so that like and those things weren't the parts that revived and what I try to think is in the 1830s there would have been more Irish speakers than Swedish speakers but you think about how Swedish has evolved since then how Irish has evolved mm. since then like, that makes me sad mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I also think that the way it's evolved now considering all the adversity that it's encountered I think that's it's pretty cool I think that you guys are doing something to, yeah, you're make, kind of to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's definitely a boom. You can kind of yeah. feel it like, like it's lovely. YouTube, like pop up Gaelga and yeah. mm. uh, the Irish Forum in particular, like are mm. the centre of something new. I it's think. like, it's it's great to see it happen. It really is. It's fantastic. I'd say you're just like, it it's class. Like, it's mm. not, not to take credit for anything. No, just like, in general. I, mean? I think in general, mm. what Derek's doing, um, even what I'm doing with pop up Gaelga and like that, what we kind of is we saw a room full of petrol and we just fucked a few lit matches mm -hmm. in like it's not like mm -hmm. you know what I mean <laughs> we didn't we didn't spill the petrol like it was there like and mm -hmm. I don't think we're just reflective of a zeitgeist that's 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 there uh, and I think it is amazing to be part of it's absolutely fantastic I think it's I think the the, the it has benefited the 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 interest and the I think the affection that a lot of people have had for Irish even people who particularly people who maybe those that that the soft group of people who, who didn't feel that their own Irish is great but they want it to be better that community is never addressed when there's a debate on the radio it never includes someone from that group it mm -hmm. only includes somebody, someone who has very strong views either yeah. way 
and you never really get articles, opinion pieces in the paper from someone who thinks, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd like to be better. I'm getting yeah. there. I've got a long way to go. I don't know where I belong. And that's the way advocacy, and particularly the way um, my dad used to have an expression about, and it's gotten so much worse since he's passed away. He used to give out about debates in the news. He said, it's like having mm-hmm. a cockfight and calling it a seminar on poultry behavior. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. That's dead. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I think it's, with anything if you're introducing someone to any kind of new concept if you are just welcoming and warm which I think you guys are it um makes people feel less intimidated and less scared of putting a foot wrong and and just trying to see if it works for them as opposed to being like so these are all the rules this is all the stuff that you can't get wrong and you can't fuck Mm -hmm. off you know yeah this is why it I know you don't do this, but in Papa Guelph, we just use alcohol for that, like so that, like, just yeah, have a load class. of pints, yeah. and mm-hmm. then you don't mm-hmm. care if you're mm-hmm. wrong. Oh, I, I, I don't care if you're wrong. Yeah, I've just never cared you're if you're wrong. You're trying, you like, might care yeah. if you're wrong. You won't after a few pints. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm usually a little drunk when I'm tweeting, <laughs> <laughs> like at eight in the morning. <laughs> you, like... 11, you set one at eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just slightly soused. <laughs> it's five p.m. somewhere, fuckers. <laughs> hey. But it, it's not really eleven a.m. if you've been up for two days. <laughs> that's true actually that's a rollover true. time stops existing mm-hmm. completely that's beautiful so let's get back to dueling yes. yeah. um, so first of all maybe before we get stuck into that you might give us a brief account of your own experience of Irish in your lives from inside and outside school mm-hmm. um, outside school didn't really like there was a there's a family on my road that all speak Irish to, to each other and I thought that was cool I'd sometimes go over to their high school my sister used to play with them and like I'd pick her up and they'd all be speaking Irish and I would be kind of jealous and then in primary school, I always liked Irish. I always liked languages, but it was kind of just like another subject. It wasn't like my favorite thing or anything. And I did German in primary school. I joined like an after school German club. Mm-hmm. Love German. And I feel like German and Irish sort of have some similarities. I don't know if that's me just thinking that or if there's actually like something to back that up. And then in secondary school, it was just another subject for a while. I did honours the whole way through. Then in fifth year, had a really good teacher called Miss McCann who had had for maths in second year. And it's the only maths I still remember. It's the stuff that she taught me, like that I would be able to do now. Um, and she made me really kind of develop a love for the language um, and for how it sounds and what it means to people. And because she was so into it, it rubbed off on me. And she was also very like authoritative. And I always wanted to make sure I did the work for her. Mm-hmm. You know? And I did I, I loved it. And then after school, uh, I had a bit of a weird time after I uh, <clears throat> I left school and I was in a course and then I dropped out. So I was kind of, all the stuff I used to like, I didn't really like anything. So then languages kind of went with that. But I've slowly started to get back into it. Excellent. Mm. What about you? How about you, Al? Um, so I had a weird secondary school experience with Irish where in first and second year, my teachers both went on maternity leave and the substitute teachers had no control over the class. We just didn't learn Irish really in first and second year and then so you kind of you're kind of starting from scratch then in third year which was horrible and like I did a, an Irish two week Irish course a summer course in sec- after second year but all I remember from that is that Lord Barbara look means a sultry day that's literally all I can remember from it um <laughs> And like that's so useful though I mean so I use useful. it it's a Lord Barbara look right now yeah, yeah it is right it's now. a nice like flurry expression um, like, but I didn't even know there was a Gale Skull in Waterford until it was in transition year it was just on the other side of the town and just like, I guess if your parents don't, if that's not a priority for them, yeah, yeah. you just you don't put it in that school and then you're at, not a disadvantage because most people aren't in a school, but mm. there is like a, another level of accessibility to people. It's a lot of people. I think with teachers. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then once you get to leave insert, 
they mm. kind of assumed you're fluent if you're in honours, yeah. which I wasn't. So then I dropped back to pass for like um, just after pre's in sixth year. Yeah, so. pre's being the Waterford for Mox. It is. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know. I thought that was what everybody called them. No, no, they're no, just, no. no. The priest. I've, I've, yeah. I've, all my family on my mother's side is from Waterford, so I remember mm. having this debate when I was 18 and my cousins were 18. And it was mm. like, Pries. you're doing your what? You didn't know what? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's like weird it's, water for me. It's interesting, like, the way you say that, like, they, they do, they do assume that, like, and, and I say they, I mean the syllabus, the curriculum assumes mm-hmm. that you have a le- attained a level of fluency by the time you're finished primary school. And if you haven't gone to a Goyle school, it's entirely unlikely mm-hmm. that you haven't. And it is a, a lottery. When you're four years of age or three years of age, it's not your choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I was lucky. Mm-hmm. My parents sent me to the nearest school geographically to my house. It happened to be a Goyle school. Yeah. I was really lucky. Because there's no way I would have been fluent unless I had that opportunity to speak and converse it every day. Mm-hmm. And I remember, because... Like, this idea of oh, the way it's taught, we have to talk about the way it's taught. We have to like it's a little bit of a bet noir on mm-hmm. mother folklore, and we use it as a sort of an in joke and a gag. Mm-hmm. Oh, the way it's taught, it's like the excuse that's thrown out there. But we absolutely fundamentally do have to have a chat about how Irish is taught as a nation. We have to look at how Irish is taught, but not at junior cert, not at leaving cert, mm-hmm. primary school. Yeah, primary, primary school. school. And I remember going on. on was on. I was on radio RT Two FM with uh, Clean and Ekeson, who was Afric in the television show. Oh the my same god, name. I. Loved Africa. Yeah, she's. I she's love so that cool. show. She's so cool. She's she? just so cool. Oh yay! She's a teacher now, right? And she was just <gasps> saying, I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I just loved Africa. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, imagine if you were like just watching Africa for the first time, and you were a kid, and you're yeah. an African. And then you went into school the next day, and she was your teacher. Amazing. <laughs> she is. She look. She's so lovely, and she's so sound. But she was just saying, like, we don't do enough auditing, quality control, call it what you want, on primary school teachers. Mm-hmm. Primary school teachers are supposed to be, they're really supposed to be delivering most of their lessons, Osquelia. They're supposed to be talking Irish tea every single day. And it's the foundation. Them, it's like, a, exactly. They kind of, they start with that in like junior and senior infants, even before you start learning Irish formally, where they'll give it the Irish word for something instead of an English word. Yeah. Like Mola or, um, Cota, you know, Busker yeah. Bruce yeah. or whatever. And then they just kind of stop doing that. They didn't, then they just, once you start learning Irish formally, they just start doing everything else in English yeah. and stop. Because I think learning like just being socialized bilingually is the it's obviously the best way to do it oh, and they, they do that in ju- like junior infants and they just stop once when you get like when you're a child as well your mind get, is oh, so plastic Lula, was it Lulu Reroll oh Lulu Reroll Nikki Gusnelli exactly yeah they can take over you, man, if I they're ever, your socialization if then. I ever get the call if I ever get the call to do Juvenalia that could be my piece <laughs> of pop culture okay. it absolutely could be yeah. Lulu, Mickey, Nelly is Reroll they were a class there's not enough to talk about. <laughs> no. They were also colour-coded exactly like the microphones in the Headstuff studio. They, yeah, they were, yeah. Oh, cool. I got re I don't I got even Nelly, know. I think. Uh, yeah, Mickey What was... are you talking about? Well, obviously, So, yeah. the Irish book for senior infants when we were, like, so this is like 89, 90. This is okay. 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, there was a monkey called Mickey. 30 years ago. A pig called Lulu. Yeah. yeah. An elephant called Nelly. And a fox called re Yeah. Oh, cool. And they, they were the storytellers. They were the Anne and Barry. You don't know what Anne and Barry are either. Peter they were Jane. English. No, mine was Tara and Ben. Tara oh. and Ben, that's and their dog Sorry, Tara and Ben. Tara and Ben. Yeah. Why? Anne and Barry are good, solid Irish names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter and Jane were West Brits, but we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter and Jane like ginger beer. Yeah, they do. Yeah, of yeah, course they, they do. do. The yeah. hack of them. Condensed yeah. milk, is it? <laughs> I, th- I think now it's uh, it's a Bond and Oh my actual Isk Plune. Yeah. <laughs> Plune and Ossoline. <laughs> anyway, getting back, back, back to Duolingo. No, that was good. I like that. Back to Duolingo. Yeah, back to yeah. Duolingo. So, I mean, now, did you find that a lot started coming back? Did you have a Proustian moment when you saw some of these words? 
Um, can you explain the Proustian reference? I am a Philistine. Oh, sorry. Just well, the, in, in remembrance of times past, um, Proust basically uh, bites into a biscuit that's been dipped in tea. And a Madeleine. A Madeleine, yes. Not a biscuit, a Madeleine. They're so freaking mm. good. A Madeleine, yeah, Madeleines are great. But yeah, <laughs> I, I know I'm, I'm an awful Palestine. But the yeah, when he bites into a Madeleine that's been dipped in tea, it reminds him of eating that when he's a child, and it brings back other, other associated childhood yeah. memories that mm. all kind of they come back in a flood. There was a lot of that. I went, my mom was a Montessori teacher for a while, and I went to Montessori school. And it was really good because the teacher there was called Liz, and she was really into Irish, so I learned a lot of Irish words. And there was like... Some Irish words really remind me of being a small, like, ossel for some reason. Do you know, like, animal yeah. words, like, yeah, copple? Yeah, yeah. Um, I found look for a mouse. Was, yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I know that. I know these or words. Or, like, im. Yeah. Do you know, like, yeah. just little words like that where there'd little be a picture words. of butter, a butter yeah, dish yeah. and then underneath it'd be, like, in Comic Sans, im. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's always Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah. It's just an easy... I actually... Sidebar. I used to really diss Comic Sans all the time, but then I realised it's one of the most um, used fonts for people that have like accessibility issues online and stuff. Oh, and right. like so dyslexia. Like extra legible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other ones you can use, but um, I think that's why it's used a lot. So well, I'm I mean, trying not to rag on it as much. you can use, fucking use them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was using it. It reminded me of... Um, doing even like listening tests and stuff in secondary school. And yes. The big black tape recorder you know the, like yeah. a box oh yeah. yeah there's a word that Duolingo in its early stages is obsessed with and I don't think I ever actually learned it in school but Duolingo treats it as like a foundational <laughs> word in the Irish language which is uh, porton porton oh for, yes for crab, for crab. did mm. you not know porton I don't think so it didn't strike anything in me but like you didn't have Duolingo... like a book with like a picture of the beach of like porton, porton like... yeah I mean, maybe once. Ganyev. <laughs> but like if you believe Duolingo, you're basically watching boys eat crabs for most of your life. In the fridge. It, yeah. That's kind of what most people <laughs> I'd love to watch boys is. eat crabs. <laughs> Depends on the boy. That's what's the handy word to have in like a, an, SDI, an SDI conversation if you're like... Oh my to, actual God. Oh, yeah. So yeah, port what? Down, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> we'll port down. We'll you port down. Port down? Yeah. How... What would is there like a better translation? I don't know. There's children, like like, like you said. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, just you wait for Motherfuckler after dark. Oh my god, oh. Motherfucker! We're gonna solve crimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, it was by, by dark. The Buffy by dark. And what was what was the late? Uh, they had a they had a late one from Night Rider as well, didn't they? There was Baywatch Nights. Baywatch, Baywatch Nights. Yeah, where they did solve crimes. Was it N I T E S? I uh, oh. No, it was oh, a missed opportunity. But they were in different fonts, two words. Knights was like neon and... Oh my God, yeah, fun. Like a graffiti tag. Yeah. Gorge. Yeah. Does anybody remember Silk Stockings? I do. Yes. Silk Stockings, yeah. And, yeah. David Duchovny was the narrator and they were solving sexy crimes. Mm. Fun story about Silk Stockings. The uh, people who wrote it were the act who had to... Um, they were a double act who played after the Beatles and the Ed Sullivan show and it ruined their career. Really? Ah. Shit one for them. But then they, they, yeah. they, they came they, back fighting. Yeah. You know? fighting, fighting <laughs> silk stockings. Stockings. They formed their own legacy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As in that, that was like they were expecting it to be their big break and it turned out, yeah, that, that um, it's like people are still cheering from the last act and <gasps> that makes me sad. But hey, we got silk stockings for it, so that's mm. that. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so um and the actual gamification of language mm. in Duel, how'd you find that the um the idea of streaks and things? I liked it. Sometimes I found it was a bit of pressure and sometimes losing a streak made me sad. Yes. And, um, what was the longest streak you up. had took from you by the Porton? Um, my <laughs> longest streak, it probably wasn't even that long. It was maybe, maybe like 12 days or something like that. 
did you get scolded by the owl? Yeah, I did. The owl was really rude and kind of like crossed a few lines with me, to be honest. How the, the owl? The, well, the, see, the midnight cutoff thing keeps on throwing me off. So my, all my streaks are like two days. Yeah. So I would do something at midnight and then do it again that evening. Yeah. And then do mm-hmm. it not it until midnight. Two days, exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like, please just let me put in when I go to sleep. And that would be the daytime. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're an owl. You're nocturnal owl. You should be allowed. <laughs> you know, like, give me you till 3 a.m. <laughs> at least. You're up. I'm up. We don't know it's till <laughs> Tuesday. Like, you don't believe in regular human time anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go get a look for yourself. Who are you <laughs> <fooling>? <laughs> <Maybe> be. <laughs> my, my wife lost a streak of about... It was about 200 days and it was just like that she just like I'll do it in 10 minutes I'll do it in 10 minutes and it went past midnight and streak over and that judgmental feathered little bollocks like he is he is Mm. a harsh little Olcavon but in a way where it's like he's friendly about it which I think I love that we've all decided it's him he like what a prick we actually (laughs) I think I think because yeah I, I find if I'm giving out about an, about an anthropomorphic animal and I don't like the anthropomorphic animal I'm more likely to identify it as male. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> as in if I start yeah if I feel if I'm giving out about the anthropomorphic animal and I assign a female identity to it then I suddenly feel that I'm I'm, I'm you know. I get it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. This is the constant struggle for woke white males like yeah. the three of us. It must like, be really hard be, for you guys. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't want to be overheard complaining about oh that bitch that stuck up little bitch stupid owl bitch. Stupid owl bitch. But the, the fact that the owl isn't interrupting know-it-all makes it male. That's a there is, very uh, true. I'm always expecting the owl to go, well, actually. Yeah, uh, actually, that, there's a shape over there. Um, <laughs> you I was sliding into your yeah. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Palette picks. Oh, my God. Please. Just want to start a debate here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we listen to both sides. I I mean, you you know, you say you like Duolingo, but in, in this tweet you said this, so we just want to talk about that. You know, devil's advocate. I just want to quote tweet you instead of replying to make myself, <laughs> myself look better. Oh. Do you think L would do all of these things? Yeah. I, just, mm. I definitely think he would do all of these things. But I think his, like, his heart's probably in the right place. I don't think he's like a, a creeper. I think he just doesn't have any boundaries and mm. it's important to him to, for you to do well, but yeah. he doesn't realise you've got this stuff going on in your life. He's yeah. kind of he, he's he'd accidentally snitch tag people without realizing the the con- the, the repercussions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he when he like encourages you for getting five in a row, right? You're like, well, I wasn't doing it for you. I'm just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't need. Yeah, I don't need. For I don't, saying that you're I don't part need of me. Male I don't encouragement. You. Thank you. I'm doing this myself. Yeah. And the and the flip side of that is when you when you do really well and there's no acknowledgement at all. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I, I do. Like I still want the encouragement. I'm just, <laughs> it's needy. I'm very needy. I'm very needy. We know this. This is why I started a podcast. Um, <laughs> so people would talk to me. Uh, so the um, God, just like, that's that's painful. Uh, I, I, I relate to everyone. Just that. got very quiet. <laughs> I just the, go on other people's podcasts yeah. because I'm needy and lazy. Yeah. But the um, so the Irish obviously for for an owl is Ochaban, which means mm-hmm. white beard. But there are some other um, Irish names for owls which are also pretty fun. One of which is Kian Koch, which is a cat's head because it looks in the shadow like a cat's head. And the other one is Screcho Grelga. Screcho Grelga. Love it. That's my favourite. Shrill Graveyard Bird. Wow. Which is an aesthetic. It's absolutely an aesthetic. Maybe maybe we could stop tone policing the graveyard bird. (laughs) I mean, we'd have to talk to the graveyard bird. I think Mm. if it was the Duolingo graveyard bird, I'd tone police it (laughs) to the end. I I just think if the the graveyard bird engages us more respectfully, they might win the uh, referendum. You need to make (laughs) friends on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I tell that graveyard bird. Yeah, the I think referendum if, is yeah. bound to lose unless it uh, elects a graveyard. The, the graveyard bird, bird <laughs> is is isolating the middle ground. Oh my god! 
Middle Ireland hasn't heard from the graveyard bird. No. I think if you were in a graveyard at night and you saw what you thought was a cat's head and then it flew at you at speed. Screaming. Screaming. Mm. That would be the worst thing that would ever happen to you, I would uh, say. I would be like, that is class and I'm telling everyone about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo of it on my back. <laughs> I love owls. When I, my sister was born, you know when you're little and I was the oldest kid and like your parents give you like a small token like, your sister got you this, like a present. I got my first watch when I was seven and I got a big book about owls. Nice. Fantastic. I love owls. But the Duolingo owl is... I have a strained relationship with him. He's yeah. arguably your least favourite owl? Mm, I think so. My favourite owl is any owl that Don Conroy draws. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> the owl master. Yes, really. I think one of my my favourite tweets ever, ever was, you come to... Oh my God, Alan's tweet, yeah. You come yeah. to me on this, the day of my daughter's wedding, and ask me to draw you an owl. <laughs> Don Conroy. I, I actually, like that, I was thinking about that the other week, actually. Class. <laughs> I mean, I'll never top it. And it's it's so limited in scope. But both of your top tweets yeah. are bird related. Yeah. They're actually. Mm-hmm. Birds or capitalism are the or same numbers. Yeah. That's what the crow tweet did, you see. Mm-hmm. Birds Growth hack. Growth hack. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to, to brought that kind of language onto this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any favorites? is famous for its wacky example sentences. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorites? Um, I got the woman is in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And that was like... In what sense? But, but do you remember it is what it is, Oscar? Are you? Ta on Vance the Kushner? Yeah! Hey! <laughs> yes! It's, it's important to ra- ra- refer to. By, by, by the way, this is not a visual medium, so I need to tell everyone that you dabbed. Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's important to remember that for, a lot of people think that there's something scary about the woman being in the fridge, but if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know, the fridge can be quite big and you can yeah. walk inside a fridge, walk around, get some port on, come back into the, <laughs> into the kitchen. Or the owl is a serial killer. That's what I, that's what I, because I listen to a lot of true crime stuff. So I was like, oh my God, I'm Van Vucht. Like she's <laughs> in smithereens. But when I worked in a supermarket, um, I was like a teen, from like, from like 16, Arkeen, Arkeen Quality Arkeen Food Stores. Store, Waterford. Wow. Uh, boutique Someone supermarket. Someone hospital by. Yeah, why? Well, oh, yeah. well, um, <laughs> but I used to work in the off license there. Um, and when I was like teen and college weekends, I used to be hung over every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I would go down into the back before we opened up because it opened at half 12 on a Sunday. So and I'd be in at 12. So for that half hour, I would go and go to the walk-in freezer and just stand in there. And it would help with a hangover. You just oh, stand in a freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And it kind of just slows down your cells or something. So you just stop what feeling as much. What if you that way, though? Think about that. Just standing in a freezer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Pretty cool way to <laughs> It is a pretty cool way to die. <laughs> cool? Oh. Ooh, I get it. Thanks, That's guys. like a He-Man sass line. <laughs> <laughs> Or like um, Mr. Freeze in that Batman movie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It is a cool way to die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the one I you. remember the Chill most. out. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing about it, when Batman, for, that Batman one came out and one of Mr. Freeze's line had already been a McBain line. <gasps> no. Yeah. I think it was, was Ice to Meet You. Oh, when he first said it, the statue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think maybe before uh, we might go through one or two of yes. the fun Duolingo example yes. sentences. Maybe Alan, you'll start off with this one. Um, call me Bonjarg Aram Gaydin. I don't know what the last word meant. I'm sorry. We wear pink on Wednesdays. Oh, oh okay, Gaydin, sorry. Which go. is Mean Girls. Yeah. Stunning. I love that some developer was like, I'm going to put some gas I'm going to put in a yeah. Mean Girls thing in. The Colleen Donna. I think it yeah. showed pretty comprehensively that my reading Irish is much better than my like, listening <laughs> Irish there. 
So you recognize a day of the week. Tong Gairig I chalked. Winter is coming. Did I say did I say any of that right? Yeah, on Givra. 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 Tong Givra chalked. You said everything else. I had bad Irish teachers. I put it down to them. The Waterford Waterford Irish dialect has been neglected in schools. Yeah, because it's a real thing. Yeah. Dirsh Rabla is there, bleh. There were, um, there, this is a Hiberno-English one. There, <laughs> she's giving out. Can I didn't realise that. Could you, but could you imagine if you were like, if you were an American trying to reconnect with your Irish history yeah. and learn Irish and you wouldn't know what giving out means? You no. Know, like, he's like, is she putting out? Like, awesome. <laughs> no. That's not what it means. I got, yeah. got some great ones doing, um, uh, doing, doing Spanish Duolingo. Mm. I got like Tengo Un Pato Benito. I have a lovely duck. Oh, <laughs> happy just, for that person! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I was doing a bit of German as well on it because, like, basically, ambition Deutsch. Yeah, ambition Deutsch. I'm a kleine ambition. But I studied German and Irish to degree level in in university. So mm. basically, what I like to do is I like to go and do a lingo occasionally and just see how high I test to get a sense of smugness. where you are. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's just smugness. I have no interest in finding out what level I'm actually at, but just validation by how like I'm skipping eight of these. Yeah, <laughs> I had no intention of doing number nine, but I skipped it. Yeah. But there, there was one I got when I was doing, and it was um, Der Bear Trägt ihre Kleider. Oh my which God. is the bear wears her clothes. Yeah. That's fucking sinister. Mm. Does the bear wear her clothes? Is it a female bear, or is the bear wearing her clothes? Who is the woman that he. That no, no, they just it's, it's definitely it's her clothes. Yeah. It's a third person. This oh is the thing. Yeah, 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 because yeah. because the English language doesn't have a date of case, you can get these kinds of confusions. Recently, someone said, I think uh, that um, Wilhelm likes watching porn with animals, and it isn't clear whether he likes the way there's porn and the animals are in the porn, or if he has a or dog sitting next to him when he's. Watching I mean, it. both are both are awful. Yeah. Both are awful. Wilhelm needs to look at himself either way. Yeah, that should be clear yeah. in German though, because yeah. uh, it, it would be a modal verb, so it depends on where the um, mit tiere. Mm-hmm. Tieran sits mm-hmm. in the sentence. Which one was it, Derek? <laughs> we'll never know. What class of pervert is Wilhelm? I don't want to know anything about Wilhelm. Uh, did I pronounce that right? You did. Kaijan? Kaijan. Standards. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's one of those two lingo sentences, you know, you think that, that the owl is kind of uh, sassing you. <laughs> the owl is like a, it's a sassy little bench. <laughs> Yeah, you try this one Goddamn right. <laughs> or That's just a classic Duolingo that's, situation. That's yeah. Duolingo, yeah. The cat is on the turtle. Yeah, I mean, and you know, they give you like rejected words that you don't use, and yeah. um, they also make sense because the cat could also be in trouble if it's on the torture, and it could be in residence on the torture as well. Troublingly, a 12 month residency yeah. on the turtle. Aaron Turtle. I would watch that vine, I think. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I would cat in a turtle. You try this one better. It's about six seconds of hilarity yeah. right there. And no more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Ni alter bjor er la ale fodric. Something beer, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I don't know. We don't drink beer yeah, on Patrick's Day. We don't drink beer what? on Patrick's Day. Beer is yeah. not drunk on St. Patrick's Day. That's a, did you know, what? That's Brega? Is that false? That's Brega. But did you know Did you know that St. Patrick's Day used to be a day of, of, of absence? Yep. It used to be a dry day used in Ireland day. until the 60s. <gasps> that's mad. Yeah, you used to not be able to get a pint on Paddy's Day. Now it's nothing but pints. Tossu egg on Borton. Tossu egg on Borton. Damn right. 
does the crab have juice or is the crab on steroids? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's more like juice is in a kind of an attitude to life. Or goss. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. The crab. Oh, my God. Are you yeah. still? I, I have gossip yeah. about the owl. <laughs> <laughs> I have to come over to you sideways and tell you. <laughs> Typical crab, giving it all that. <laughs> Just, they, crabs use their hands a lot when they're talking. Mm-hmm. They do. Oh, this one's definitely for you. They're Italian. <laughs> oh, Nilan Kat Dana. Dana? Dana? Or Dana? Dana. D A O N N A. Yeah. Yeah. Kat Dana. Dana. The cat is not human? The cat is not human. That I'm glad we clarified. Yeah. You know, it, it's that you're in Disneyland or something, you're saying, oh, this is clearly an outfit, let's just pull the head back. No, that's that's not. I think, I think that's, that's for our perverted German friend Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah. For Wilhelm. The cat is not human. Remember we that. Not, we do not make sex with the cat. <laughs> that reminds me of oh, something like that Wilhelm. Would, some yeah. character would say in Twin Peaks. The cat, the cat is, is not, is not human. human. And then they just walk away and you never see them Some again. Some damn fine coffee. This, this, is re- <laughs> this is related to, this is another Wilhelm one. Olin Paul Fien Riven Got. Okay. So, so, so this this is ambiguous because Olin Paulfield Riven got Paul drinks wine before the cat. Yeah. Now that could be like before of. the cat gets his stinking hands on the wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're right, Alan. It could yeah. be in front of in front of the cat, which is probably more realistically and probably better for the animal's welfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. less for its mental health. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm enjoying this nice enjoying this nice wine, but you're not human. You can't have any. Oh yeah. It sounds something like a dowager would complain about about Paul. He drinks Paul. he drinks wine before the Paul. cat. <laughs> we do not drink wine before the cat why in this you, house. Why did you dismiss Paul, Countess? <laughs> he drank, drank wine, wine before, before the cat. Ta ukras Aaron Ungar. What? Aaron Ungar. The country of Hungary is it's hung- hungry. It's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny until I translated it. <laughs> you remember the rhyme from school, hungry got hungry, took a bit of turkey fried and grease and ate in France. <gasps> I remember that, but only just now. That's like Duolingo, it brings stuff back, like weird stuff that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the language you're learning. Because I remember that was supposed to be some way of remembering kind of how the Crimean War got started or some stuff like that, or if it was World War I. I, I don't know. The, I fact, think that I can't remember, the fact that I can't remember what it's supposed to remember me, remind me of An says excellent it all. teaching method. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> hungry, hungry, ate a bit of turkey, fried it in Greece and ate it in France. Was that it? Japan. Japan. Fried it in Japan. 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 That's very, very good. So, okay. like if the English or the. If you start with the Irish and then. Okay. Give us a tell. Kadlim Aaron Mala Gok Inya. Liam is on the wall every, every Friday? Friday. I sleep on the wall every Friday. Oh, Liam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could yeah. Liam. There's a father there, yeah. I've kind of forgot that there was fathers in. Those uh, suffixes. That's something I yeah. think has just gone. So yeah. it kept on put, tricking me up when it got Duolingo because mm-hmm. a lot of stuff was just coming back to me straight away. Great stuff. But little grammatical things aren't there. Like a lot of the vocab is just in there, and it's yeah. it's it just it's just a matter of dragging it out. But mm-hmm. grammar seems to fall away faster. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the same yeah. with me completely. And one so, of the things that Duolingo does wrong, and and it, it actually it makes it more accessible and it makes it easier, is that it forgives you. It doesn't count as a mistake when you forget a father. But yeah, like, it should. We've, yeah, it should. Because like, mm. we've had discussions on this. Yeah. There's a huge big difference between a gehakaka and a gehakaka. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, a gehakaka eating cake, mm. a gehakaka eating shit. Well, Fathers are important, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, and before we wrap up, do you think your experience using Duolingo might encourage you to try a pop-up Gaelic sometime? Um, I'd, I'd be intimidated, but I would like to try because I think I um have a bit more practice now. Clockta. Oh. Hey, nice. <laughs> nice application of learning. Thank you. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to keep it up anyway. I'm not as far along as Alan. 
and my base level was lower to start with, but mm. I am definitely going to keep going and try to get like a three-day streak. That's Ooh. my big ambition. Hey, listen, dream big. Dream yeah, big. Mm-hmm. that's it's my uh, 2018 bucket list. Listen, just no. if you're coming to the pop-up, just, just do a bit of Rayvol or pre-drinking mm-hmm. and then just make sure you uh, arrive up nice and greased and you're mm-hmm. just not going to care. You just mm-hmm. won't care. Yeah. You will use... You'll be, hey, Tom Cotter and Turter. <laughs> and everybody will be like, yay. Mm-hmm. And they like, oh, and he said it again. <laughs> and that's all he's saying. Okay, no, like, good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, come on, just say the line. You want to hear this? You want to hear this? Tom has this great line. So I think we're going to wrap up there there for today but thank you so much Alan and Alan for joining us on the show today thanks for having us yeah and thank you again Pat for coming along and sharing your expertise with us as always absolutely my pleasure thank you this absolutely counts as me doing Juvenalia boom (laughs) (laughs) so you can find Juvenalia on the Headstuff Podcast Network next to Mother Folklore um, not alphabetically, but somewhere <laughs> spiritually. Spiritually, yes. Yeah. Emotionally. Spiritually, I think. So, um, and before we wrap up, um, do you have a favorite favorite Irish word you'd like to share? I like dreacht, mm-hmm. and I also like navsplach. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, they're my two faves. Uh, it's a, the one. My favorite is a word I learned from your book, which is clagorock. Oh, which I love because oh, I love onomatopoeias. That's a really good onomatopoeia. I think so. It's a nice. It's all big vowels. I love it. Really it is. It's, it's just nice rain whacking against the roof. And yeah. It's, just, uh, it's particularly a nice feeling when you're, when you're on your other side of mm-hmm. the window. Mm-hmm. On a V-Lux. <laughs> on a V-Lux. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a slant from me. Slant, why don't you? Slant. Slant. Catch you next time. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Your mic isn't turned. No, my mic isn't turned off. The whole time? Yeah. Oh, shit.